Oh, man. So very, very, very tired of Kanye. Oh, he's out, he's in, he's out, he's in. He um, he announced he's going to run for president. Then a spokesperson came out, did an interview with New York Times Magazine, I want to say, um, saying he wasn't going to run, he was dropping out. And then the next day, he paid the fees and filled out whatever paperwork you have to fill out to make his way onto the ballot uh, in Oklahoma as a write-in candidate. Ah, uh, man, what a... <laughs> what a, a interesting rollout. Then, uh, fast forward for a week, maybe two, he has now had his first rally. If you can, uh, if you can even call it that, it seemed more like a, I don't know, like a live stream therapy session. There was everything from Harriet Tubman slander to, um, a mystery he got into argument with a black girl um for essentially correcting him uh in the same way correcting him or and or challenging him in the same way that a uh, a white lady had done previously um who was not handled in the, the uh, quite as aggressively as he chose to handle the uh the young black woman um so just a just a whole lot of mess like a, it's a a flaming train wreck is is what this whole Kanye West situation is and should he get help and all of that is he is this a is this yet another cry for help probably probably but you know how long do you keep inviting the crazy man over to your house to come run around knock all your pictures off the wall and crap all over your sofa right at some point you got to stop letting him in and that's how I'm feeling about Kanye I feel like we uh we need to as a people um just stop paying attention to him he's like a a rogue ad you know at the at his core i think he thrives and feeds off of functions you know purely for attention and the more attention he receives the more that he gets the um the more consistent he will be with these outbursts and this foolishness for um for lack of a better word um (laughs) yeah man just don't just don't look it's just an ad that if you if you ignore it it'll it'll fade away and then maybe he can finally get the help that he uh he so very much needs um but that i just i think at least at least right now given the current climate given what we're dealing with given the uh the magnitude of of other issues i think that kanye and this circus is is at the very bottom of our uh of our attention totem pole or our mental bandwidth um it's just it's just not worth it's not worth the eyes is it is it entertaining is it shocking on some level sure because no matter how crazy the last thing was that he said he always finds a way to to top that right you want to see well what what new, you know, insane thing is he gonna is he gonna say? And I, I get that, but we gotta stay focused. We gotta stay focused. And the more and the more we feed into it, the more you, you know, the <laughs> the distraction grows. Um, and you know, here at Head Above Hypocrisy, we're all about staying focused. <laughs> in case, uh, in case you weren't sure what you were listening to, I'm Will. This is Head Above Hypocrisy, and I am 
trying my my hardest to to stop paying attention to Kanye. But that rally was, um, yeah, it it really was. It seemed like a therapy session. He was all over the place. He had like a breakdown. I, talking about he he was good. He almost killed his daughter. Um, and it just you know I don't know. And to to be fair, I did not see it in its entirety. Uh, I definitely am basing this opinion off of the clips I've seen um, off on the internet and or social media. Uh, based on those clips, I don't really feel like I need to see. Oh, maybe not need. I don't want to see anything else. I didn't. I didn't want him to have a rally in the first place. So I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm not gonna um, exert the the time or energy to to view um it's in it view the full the few the full footage if if that's even available um because at the end of the day it's just a distraction right a distraction distractions are going to distract that's what they do and that is not what we need right now um what we need right now are you know at the very least we could get the the cops that were involved in brianna taylor's death arrested that would be great it's been over 100 days since that happened, and I believe there's been one firing and no arrests. So, you know, that's that's something worth paying attention to. Or even even paying attention to the actual, you know, presidential candidates, right? Like, it, it's, sorry, it's just frustrating um, that he would choose to make such a... Uh, such a useless outburst at this at this time at such a pivotal time you know in in our country's history uh if you will right like there's no there's no real way that he can win as a write-in candidate there's eight or nine states that you can't even be a write-in candidate for like it's just it's not allowed in the state um 32 of them require some sort of, you know, paperwork filing to take place prior to to being an actual write-in candidate. So there is a possibility that he wouldn't be able to get in there. And then there are a total of 10 states where there's no proper prior filing, nothing you can just, you can just write him in. Um, That said, like, that's just, those are just, you know, the states that are available for him to be a write-in candidate in. Um, that's not, you know, getting the votes and, you know, campaigning and all that stuff. And he didn't even, he hasn't even made it out of his first rally without having an absolute meltdown and, you know, slandering a, a, a black hero. So it's just, it at the end of the day, it's just, it's one huge big distraction. And I don't think it deserves our attention to be, to be quite honest. Um, and that goes for, you know, people of all color, I guess, primarily the the black community, we should, you know, ignore him and or try to get him some help. But we can't, I guess we can't do the two at the same time. It's, um, we can't feed into the distraction. Um, and then at the same time, say, oh, somebody should get him some help. Right, because we're being part of the problem if we're if we're watching to to see the to see what's going to happen next. Like that's that's part of the problem is that the outbursts work. If they didn't work, then maybe he would focus on himself and you know what's causing the outbursts and 
you know, all that that whole journey of of healing and and self reflection. But because the outbursts always work, I feel like the the only thing on his mind is what the next one's gonna be, and that just is you know, it's not what we need. And in my mind, the the best way to fight to fight a an attention goblin is to not pay attention to it. And that's that's really all I have uh, I have to say about Mr. West. I don't. I refuse to give it any more mental bandwidth. I just I can't do it, <laughs> and I don't think you should either. <laughs> oh man, see, I didn't. I wasted who knows how many countless minutes talking about uh, talking about Kanye's foolishness. Uh, what I really wanted to talk about was getting getting these kids back in school. Right, wake up, Mr. West. It's time for it's time for class. We need to go back to school. Um, <laughs> No, I um I do think though that the um the school issue is another um another issue that I don't it's definitely not a distraction but I think that the the issues that we have been focusing on or that I have seen people focusing on in the news and social media on the internet um is are a distraction and that people seem to be concerned about the safety of their children and related to the coronavirus covid um however you know you're referring to it um and like they're they're concerned that there's this i don't know there's some sort of high risk for the kids of i don't know if it's the kids are going to get it and bring it home or i'm not quite clear on why on what the uh, the concern for the children is but I know that there is a a huge amount of concern for the for the kids out there um and you know rightfully so I, I'm a parent of two uh, two toddlers and you know my my children's safety is of the utmost concern um, and that's why I did a little research and you know spoke to our doctor and you know tried to I like to arm myself with information as opposed to fear and panic. Um, so, you know, when you're feeling anxious, I think the, the, one of the best things you can do is get more information on whatever it is that's causing you anxiety, right? The school issue is, um, is a big deal, uh, because it's, you know, education is important, but, uh, you know, on another, another aspect is it's, um, it also helps facilitate, you know, an opportunity for, for parents to go to work. Right. The, while your kids are at school, generally parents go to work or do whatever it is that um, that parents do during the day to, you know, help keep roofs overheads and foods and cabinets and such. Um, so all that to say that I think that a lot of the um, a lot of the problem is that people are focused on the, the kids being the the kids risk of contracting and or spreading covid. And based on the research that I've done and, you know, speaking with uh, our own or my child's pediatrician, the transmission rate for kids at least under 10 is significantly lower than that of adults. Um, so the concern of I think the, the, the primary concern of the a more a more productive concern, I think, is is concern for the teachers um, and their you know, well-being and or safety, uh, which is always a concern because before this was the pandemic was a thing, teachers 
are at risk of getting uh, sick all the time, right? Kids are, are dirty and they cross-contaminate and they roll in mud and sneeze in each other's faces, sneeze in the teacher's face. Like, we're talking young kids, not not high school students or even junior high. But, you know, let's working with, you know, 10 and under kids, um, they're just, you know, they're a disaster when it comes to germs and, and getting each other sick and staff and all of that. So... Concern for the teachers is justified and totally makes sense. There needs to be some sort of plan for PPEs for them, um, some sort of plan if they do get sick, what, you know, what are contingencies, sick time, all of that. Those, those, those things, I think, are, are important issues and need to be sorted if, in order to get school you know, back in action. But I don't think that the kids' um, safety or you know, the, the risk in regards to the virus is incredibly low and the rate at which should they manage to get it, um, pass it on is also low. Um, so it just, the, there's the risk, the risk for, for children again, under 10 is much, much lower than it is for an adult, right? Like I think it's something like your your kid is more likely to get struck by lightning on the way to school than they are to get sick and die from COVID. Like it's just it's not it's not a a, a likely situation. Um, and I think that I think a lot of the um, bog down or or just snag or whatever you want to call it. I think a lot of the, the conflict um, in regards to getting the kids back in school is that there is this idea that there is a greater risk or there's this huge safety concern with the kids and the virus. And that just is not the case from, from what I found. And from the, again, just the, my, my, my kid's own personal doctor, um, that I spoke with, um, and they're just general, um, propensity, propensity to contract, the virus is much lower. A lot of them, if they even do get it, will present uh, asymptomatic, and that like you you wouldn't you know you won't notice. They're, they won't they won't get sick. They won't have a fever. None of that stuff will happen. Um, they'll just have the antibodies, uh, and it's also very unlikely that they would pass it on to a family member and or a teacher. Um, so you know it's. I think that there are issues that need to be sorted, but I do think that the public, at least, is largely focusing on the wrong ones. Uh, I hope the, the powers that be are more concerned with protecting the teachers and making sure that there are policies and you know systems in place to keep them safe and should they fall ill, make sure they're taken care of. Um, but I... I also think that it's important to get the the idea that the kids um, are not safe going back to school, sort of um, at least addressed appropriately. I, you know, there's a there's risk in anything. Should you, you, if your kid goes outside for any reason, there there is risk there, right? All sorts of stuff can happen. There's bugs flying around. They got all kinds of diseases. Like you gotta, there is inherent risk in leaving your house, um, and there is inherent risk in sending your kid to school. Uh, that said. The risk of them getting the coronavirus, giving it to you, giving it to a teacher, or, you know, becoming hospitalized themselves, very, very low. Uh, and I think that's sort of gotten lost in the shuffle 
with everything else that's being discussed and all the the funny comparisons of you know if kid if teachers if schools can't keep smallpox out how they're going to keep you know the rona and that's you know it's super funny and it's cool to look at on the internet but the 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 fact of the matter is that that is it's not their job right their the job is not to to fight diseases and viruses their job is to teach um and they can effectively do that without any real concern of affecting the children with this virus um they they have you know a real issue themselves and that should be handled accordingly but you know if we're going to address the issue we have to focus on the right one so you know do the do the research yourself google look in look up look look up the uh the the rates of how the virus is affecting children under 10 and you know at me at head above hypocrisy you disagree you think i'm crazy you should you know you're better keeping your kids in the garage until the virus disappears then hey i'm i'm all for hearing that explanation um but from what i have found your uh your kids are just as safe um you know at school as they are riding to school as they are at home Right, you know, it's all about perception, perspective, and and staying focused on on the right things. You know, we can, you can, if we re, if the teachers can be reassured of their safety and of that they will be taken care of, you know, to the best that they can be, then the parents can start to be reassured that the environment they're sending their kids in is going to be safe. But right now the teachers aren't sure. So the parents aren't sure because they're hearing teachers not, you know, really anxious to get back in the classroom. And you've got all sorts of different information about the virus swirling around. So you're like, well, if the teachers don't even want to go back, why would I send my kids back? And that's a fair question. Um, so it's, it's, it's very important to, to make sure that the proper issues are getting addressed and the proper information is getting out there, right? Because I don't know that everyone is aware of how the virus is affecting children versus adults um, and transmission rates in children versus adults. So, you know, it's it's important that, that these things are um, are kept in perspective and that we as adults and or parents are responsible and educate ourselves in in these numbers in this information um because otherwise you know god it who knows when the schools will open right (laughs) 